0: and outs of every tree in new york she's beat up thanos and she's made wolverine feel uncomfortable and objectified you want to get nuts let's get nuts it's time for squirrel girl on detecting the marvelous um (laughs)
1: um,
0: so thanks for for joining us today um uh, i guess yeah so how's everybody been doing
1: I'm doing fantastic. I just yeah. reread volume one of Squirrel Girl.
0: Yeah. So let me start by introducing us. This is our, our guest, Sebastian Fazio. Um, or, sorry, Sebastian Fazio, right? Yes. Fazio. Sebastian Fazio. Uh, I will edit that so I don't look like such a schmuck. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it in. I want them to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've um, always been saying Fazio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's the host of. Uh, a bunch of roast battles and shows around Toronto, an amazing, hilarious comedian. Um his shows have been a part of Fan Expo. And uh if you if you want to see uh you know Barbies roasting Barbies or or Batman and uh and Iron Man roasting one of it one uh, one another, go and check out his shows. Uh so welcome, Sebastian.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: And Dan and Lainey how how are you both doing?
3: Well, I'm doing great because I just found my new favorite character uh, reading uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. So that's been great.
2: Right? Yeah,
3: Yeah? Now I
2: just want to be the heel and say like, oh, it's terrible. I don't understand <laughs> it.
1: you're uh... right. a replacement host. But I feel comfortable saying dance. Concert.
2: But, like, it's impossible. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. It was like, it brightens up your day. Uh, impossible not to love. We'll get to that more. But yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm yeah. Hanging in there, you know? I've got my uh my wife's a little late from work, so full disclosure, we both agreed to have the T V babysit him for a few minutes. But a little kid, (laughs) uh a three year old wearing a Spider Man mask and a uh like flash shirt and a Batman cape might run in here at any moment saying, I'm Superman, so
1: <laughs>
0: He's part of the amalgam universe, exactly. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, well, great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I have to say, when they came out with Squirrel Girl, they were really like batting a thousand because this is like it's one of the most fun additions to the Marvel universe, and then Ben to, to modernize it and just bring her into the modern age in such a fun way, it was just.
1: You
0: know, yeah. building on building on success mm-hmm. um so yeah so how how about a little bit of history here about squirrel girl
2: yeah i i'm happy to be uh give a brief uh squirrel girl history here i just also want to say that as matt was introducing talk about squirrel girl uh, his cat walked across his lap like sort of like then you could only see the tail so it was almost like a squirrel his own like uh, Tippy toe, or, uh, or Mew, <laughs> maybe Mew, Mew. Yeah. Yeah. Mew. Mew. Yeah. or Cat Thor, Cat, cat. Thor. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Squirrel Girl, actually, I guess, like in the history of comics, is fairly uh, new as far as Marvel goes. It was nineteen at the end of nineteen ninety one for Marvel Superheroes Volume Two, Issue Number Eight, uh, the Marvel Superheroes Winter Special where she ambushes Iron Man, as she is wont to do, uh, and teams up with him, and then after Iron Man's captured, defeats Doctor Doom to save the day. And it also introduced Squirrel Girl's first sidekick, Monkey Joe. It was created by Will Murray and Spider-Man co-creator Steve Ditko. Um, uh, and so, actually, I guess it just like Steve Ditko was continuing his line of like, animal like tiny rodent insect themed superheroes <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's funny because then afterwards like Squirrel Girl basically disappears for like a decade or so and then eventually comes back for this like revamped Great Lakes Avengers uh that Dan Slott ra- uh started ra- writing in 2005 and Monkey Joe gets killed off in the third issue of oh. the new uh, GLA team uh, and so they even had like an in memoriam issue at one point, uh, for poor monkey Joe and here, like squirrel girl defeats other heavy hitter villains. Like she really shows herself as being unde- beat- unbeatable, defeating MODOK, the Mandarin and even Thanos. Uh, although most often quite often, like in comedically unexplainable off the page ways kind of thing, you don't necessarily see it, but, uh, she's known to be a big heavy hitter. Uh, in 2006, during like that first Civil War run, Squirrel Girl leads the Great Lakes Avengers to fight Deadpool. And then later on, she appears here and there in New Avengers, where she's the super-powered nanny for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones while she's studying in university at NYU. And then, as Matt alluded to uh, at the beginning of the show, she even briefly dates Wolverine, but it does not end well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny, like the idea of like, because of how like happy she is. uh What yes.
3: would their relationship name be?
2: Oh yeah,
3: hmm. Dorgan, Warbo War- Girl, Wolverine War-B- Girl?
0: War-B- Girl. Yeah, <laughs> well, so they'd, they'd have to have like two, two couple names, like their 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 real life Squirrel- Wolverine, Wolverine and Squirrel Girl, and then Doreen and Logan. Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: So like, so, like
0: Dorgan, Dorgan and like
3: Wolverine. And
1: Right. <laughs> <Forverine>. <laughs> <laughs> that I, wasn't that inappropriate, was it? like Squirrel Girl, underage at the time. That like well, I think comics took a really weird turn with a lot of these characters. Like well,
2: she was in university, I think, so she probably would have been maybe seventeen 18, or 18. eighteen. And in Canada, yeah. I guess, like it is like sixteen is the age of consent.
0: But, but technically, he's like one hundred
2: and fifty <laughs> years old, so yeah, it's still
0: true. like. Um, like a, like a, a May right. December kind of romance, except more like an 1800s and 21st century romance.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a real like Edward, uh, and um, Bella Swan. Bella Swan. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> was say, uh you know, Kristen Stewart, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that kind of uh deal there. And they're both Canadian because she was born in uh, Canada, yeah. Oh, yeah dorian and marine green i didn't realize that until i started reading. but they don't like specify like at least with wolverine they're like northern alberta yeah but uh they're like yeah just canada somewhere in there probably um, bc probably bc yeah all the trees yeah yeah. Well, that's issues, uh, it's it's
0: awesome. yeah oh well hey she could be like from the the related to that uh what the albino squirrel
2: yeah. Trinity bell Yeah, Trinity Bellwood Squirrel. Yeah. That's true. That's her like third cousin, the Alpino Squirrel. <laughs> For sure. And it was like when she was ten years old, she discovered she could communicate with squirrels. Uh so she had like a modification in her uh genes that kind of gave her squirrel like abilities. But it has pardon me. And it did like manifest in like a prehensile tale, kind of like how like Angel, I guess, in X-Men gets his powers. But they've said that technically she it was determined that she wasn't a mutant. At least that's what her doctor said. But this was just like a regular GP, not like a, you know, (laughs) Hank McCoy level like doctor. So, you know, some hack. Yeah, yeah, somehow. Well, I mean,
0: the Canadian yeah. the Canadian healthcare system, you know, yeah. like you're yeah. the, not going to get a specialist. Yeah,
2: the doctor's so <laughs> overloaded; like he's got like he or she has like way too many patients already, yeah. and so you know, it's just, just a number. Right? Yeah, just yeah. another number. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. This is why we can't privatize healthcare, and we need and more. It, you know, that's why you have all those X23s, X2. You
0: know, just a number. Just that's, a right. number. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, just a number, just running through yeah uh and then so yeah then ryan north uh ryan like so again squirrel girl kind of also like faded away for a bit and then ryan north brought her back with the unbeatable squirrel girl in 2014 where she gets a new sidekick t- tippy toe and uh this is where like i'll have to pass it over to sebastian to uh talk about the most delightful thing ever written
0: yeah so so why why did you choose squirrel Girl, Sebastian?
2: Uh I
1: mean I was like I always like flirted with comics before. Like I started getting into like Marvel comics after like watching like Guardians of the Galaxy catching up on the Marvel cinematic universe. And then I always like faded in and out like with my interest. Uh and then I was like, oh I should get into comics again. I looked up like the best comics of the year. I Squirrel Girl came up and I'm like, this sounds this sounds great. She seemed like a like a strong like character. So I just read one issue. And then my weekend, that whole day, it was just like reading a girl. I read everything in that one weekend. I bought the original graphic novel. I bought like this shirt that uh, you can
3: nice.
1: see me wearing. I became obsessed. And just because of, like how funny it is. Every, like, uh, I don't need, I'm like losing words trying to explain But it's like so funny. Like every issue, several great jokes. It has it's, like its own. Like, right from the, like, the first issue. It's, like, it has its own, like, sense of character. Like, a very unique take on, like, superheroes. There's no, like, really big battles where people are, like, punching each other. It's literally, like, she solves battles with friendship. Which is, one, hilarious and heartwarming. Uh, which is nice. It has, it's, like, a beautiful sense like, positivity to it. And the, run, the, the like, it has a running theme throughout the the entire run. But specifically, like, in the first volume which I really like, of, like, rehabilitation. Like, even going to the character, Doreen, like, who was treated as a joke before. I was like, oh, she defeats Thanos off-panel. off, off panel. She defeats Doctor Doom off-panel. And it's like, she's this joke character before. Uh, which, the the reason the creator, Ryan North, like, decided to, like, get into, like, wanted to do Squirrel Girl and rehabilitate her is because he read an article about, like, oh, it's kind of, like, almost... I don't even know how to, I don't remember the article, so I can't talk too much on it. But it's like almost like sexist of how like she was treated as less, like everything is like off screen. She doesn't get her due. So he wanted mm-hmm. to like, act when she's called the unbeatable squirrel girl, he wanted to show exactly why she's unbeatable. So he, her character is rehabilitated in the sense like, oh, we see exactly who she is, like this like three-dimensional character, this three-dimensional woman. And then like even the rehabilitation of like all these like villains, like craven the hunter who mm-hmm. becomes like one of her like close friends recurring character in the series galactus becomes a buddy it just it just makes it just makes you smile
0: and, and I, I the thing i have found i thought you know sick like marvel has a few characters like deadpool another you know um joke character where they break the fourth wall um And, like, Deadpool and She-Hulk do it much more overtly. Yeah. But what I like with the fourth wall breaking is it's, like, tags on, like, the little notes on you. So It's, like, it's not really as in your face, but it's, like, there. And it's, like, her thoughts a lot of the time.
1: And they just elaborate on the jokes that are already... It's, like, little tags to, like... Like a stand-up joke. Just the little tags at the end. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I love the, like how they bring in context to like the Marvel universe in like fun ways, like whether it's the, like the forum messages at the beginning of each issue or the Deadpool villain cards villain? that she yes. <laughs> carries. I want those
2: cards. They're, right?
3: they're awesome. It's a great yeah, so cool. yeah. Yeah. It
2: was, yeah. I thought it was like, it was, it was funny. Cause yeah, I was like zipping through it and I was like, cause like it's just such a page turner. And then I realized, halfway through the first issue i'm like oh wait there's other stuff at the bottom and so like i went back to the beginning to read that and like all those little like notes at the bottom like you said it's just chock full of jokes Mm -hmm. so it's so fun and delightful um and then yeah like yeah it's just so positive like her spirit is unbeatable yeah
0: so so sebastian do you want to walk the audience through the sort of the, the arc of the stories that uh we hit with those first five issues
1: yeah, so in the the first issue, she uh, Doreen leaves uh, Avengers Mansion uh, to go to. I can't remember exactly if it's ESU. I'm so bad with acronyms or NYU, but it's one of those schools to do computer science. Um, on her way there, she bumps into someone who we'll see later, and she's carrying all these boxes. And she has to be. And she has to remember. Oh, she's supposed to appear normal. So why is she carrying all these apparently heavy boxes with no problem? Um, she goes into her dorm. She meets her roommate, Nancy Whitehead, who show, says her most important thing is her cat, uh, Mew. Uh, then Craven the Hunter comes, uh, tries to kill Tippy Toe. I'm not spoiling this for anyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, we, we set up the concept beforehand. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, she tries to kill the, Craven the Hunter, tries to kill Tippy Toe. Uh, Doreen tries to fight him to no avail obviously she's no match for the the enhanced craven the hunter and when she realizes that's not working is when you really get into her real unbeatableness which is like connecting with people tells him why are you hunting like she's i even wrote it down she tells him that um because his curse that only spider-man can kill him uh he can't live the life he wants to live or get the death he deserves so that's why he's unhappy but Spider-Man was never the most dangerous game. And she shows him all this, like, game in, like, the bottom of the ocean that he could be hunting, and uh, gives him a renewed sense of purpose. And then he goes into the ocean, that obviously we don't see, to fight more dangerous game than Spider-Man. He comes out happier than ever. She saves <laughs> the day. She saves Tiffy Tone. And then she goes back. The next issue, uh, Galactus is, like, threatening the world, and only which is so funny that only the Squirrel Network see it because Galactus forgot about the squirrels everyone forgets about the squirrels uh, and only Doreen and actually I think it's like a, such a brilliant it was such a brilliant way to justify why Doreen is the one doing it and not the fantastic four not the Avengers <laughs> because the squirrel network can only see it. Uh, so she has to break into the Avengers mansion, not mansion now it's the Avengers Tower steals Tony Stark's armor, gets attacked by Whiplash who hates her automatically because she's friends with Stark. And science is her way out of the problem. This girl is very multifaceted because the squirrels Oh electricity only affects you if your stat like stay still. So the squirrels run up the whips and just eat the dude's face. Not like graphically or anything like that, just to subdue him. She goes to um, the moon to talk to Galactus, becomes buddies with Galactus <laughs> and the uh, new and and he's only. She's like, logic's her way into a into a solution again. Tells him that oh, he only wants the Earth because it's like fast food to him. They'll know he knows if he'll come to Earth, they'll fight to save it and they'll find something else for him, so he doesn't have to do anything. He just sits back, pretends to threaten the world, and they'll they'll figure it out for him. So she finds a planet filled with nuts, but no life on it for him, and he's happy as could be. <laughs> um, and then the. The fifth issue... Oh, and in this... No, I don't know. I can't remember the exact issue. If she meets uh, Tom, Thomas Lara Perez and uh, Koi Boy. Hunk, Chipmunk, yep. Chipmunk and Koi Boy. But they're there. Um, and then the fifth issue is just Tales of the Squirrel Girl, which is their trap. Nancy's trapped. Um, Statue of Liberty. And they just all tell stories about Squirrel Girl. No one but her has heard of Squirrel Girl, but they all act like they did. So it just these like little vignettes that are so funny. One where she's supposed to be, like, lifelong partners with Steve Rogers, but he finds a new partner, Basslass, who is transmitting messages to him to, like, join Hydra and that, like, oh, fascism is the way to go. <laughs> and then she takes off the Basslass's head like it's Scooby-Doo and is the Red Skull. Uh, one is a parody of Secret Wars. So Squirrel Girl gets, like, goes to Battle World. She gets her own Venom... Uh, venomous like symbiotes comes back to earth. One is like another Spider Man parody where it's like she's a clone. She has a clone, they fight crime together, they fight against each other. And then Squirrel Girl actually just comes to save the day. And everyone still after seeing her still insists like, oh yeah she's she's from the future or she has a clone or <laughs> And yeah, that's awesome. that's issue one through five.
0: Yeah. I it's I have to say it is like comedy in comic books is very often heavy-handed it do, a lot of the times it doesn't land this is one of the few cases where it feels cohesive like from the art style to the the, the word play uh to how they treat the characters it's just it's just it's well written and super hilarious yeah
1: yeah I was, I was gonna like, say yeah just about like the art style everything that's what, the, another thing i like about the run is that like everything like, works in, like, sync with each other, everything enhances everything, like, the art style is perfect with the writing style, the side gags are perfect for the characters, everything, it's just, you can't get better, this is comics, right here.
2: It's, yeah, yeah, it's so good, I also love how just, like, like, taking, like, you know, like, symbiote stuff, and, like, just, like, these, like, you know, Galactus coming to eat the Earth, so, like, the, like, stuff that often gets treated so darkly, and just making it so delightful, and, like, whimsical and fun, like, and like you said, like, she's so, like, low-key, multifaceted. Like, she's not just studying whatever at university. Mm-hmm. She's studying computer science. Like, it's actually, like a, like, a science. And it's, like, a really, like, smart, like, technical uh, career that's, all like, a smart one to take to. And so it's, uh, yeah, like, it was just, uh, yeah, I think there's just so much to, like, enjoy. And it's just, like, unbelievably delightful the entire way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I love, like, I didn't know before about um, how she defeated Thanos, like, off panel. So what I really loved is that fourth issue when, like, we've been building up to her battle with Galactus. And they started with, like, three pages being like, oh, the battle's over. We won. We don't really need to show what (laughs) happened. Like, it's such a great callback now now that I know that context. It's
1: great. I didn't even put that together until right now. I totally. Same. Yeah. Yeah. That's that true, makes it yeah. much funnier. It's funny already, just not knowing. that they're like, oh, screw you, we're going to just start at the end. <laughs> Wait for next month for the next issue. But yeah, that makes the joke so much better, too.
0: Uh, yeah. it's, it, one of the things I loved about like, in being into Squirrel Girl in the moment uh, was the creators were so engaged with the fan base in a way that I've not seen any other comics. Like, I was tweeting back and forth with her on Twitter. Like I'd send her pictures of squirrels and she'd tell us their names, and it wasn't just me, but like so I was like squirrels in Toronto, and she's like, "Oh, that's Frank. He has a real drinking problem, and, like, and stuff like that." And it's like, Amazing. what comic does that? Like that was mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. I was I'm I was bummed out because they were going to make a um, Great Lakes Avengers TV show, uh-huh. um, and they'd cast uh, Melissa or, or sorry. Uh, melena van trub to be squirrel girl which is it was just like perfect casting um she has that same kind of energy and very sort of puckish puckish charm um yeah it would be i would love it so
1: there's even happened and like promo images were like released
0: yeah the pilot apparently did really well but it was right in that flux point when the studios and marvel were fighting and before disney plus was a thing and it got eaten up but they did bring her back for a podcast with her chipmunk boy boy and nancy yeah uh, where they take over the college radio station and if you have a chance to listen to it you should give it a listen because there's some bonkers like iron man Calls in on a regular basis. Spider Man calls in on a regular basis. It's just like, r- it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it is, but it, it never breaks the fourth wall. Uh, like it, it stays within the concept of them having to do a class for radio and television arts, and that, and being the DJs. And is that and with news
2: the MCU room. actors calling in too, then or no? Uh,
0: no, no, no. Well, I, I, it had the cast from the TV show. As the characters, but it wasn't like you didn't get you know Robert Downey, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. calling up and like, "Hey,
2: Squirrel Girl!"
1: (laughs) (laughs) Marvel Comics that side that side of Marvel doesn't have the budget for Robert Downey Jr. Unfortunately,
2: (laughs) (laughs) cool to see to read. I remember because like, and it's funny. I remember there was that whole like. Make Barb from Stranger Things be Squirrel Girl, mm. and then like after reading this, I'm like, oh man, Barb from Stranger Things would have been a really good Squirrel Girl. Would have been great. Would have. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I even know those things. Like they, I remember like Anna Kendrick. I think once like was like tweeting about like, oh, yes. I'd love to be Squirrel Girl too.
1: Like, yeah. Like they asked yeah. for her what Marvel character she'd play, and she picked Squirrel Girl.
2: Yeah, I could see it. I could see her personality, but I also like that she's not. She's also, like, her body type isn't, like, the typical, like, superhero body type.
3: It's not the Squirrel yeah. Girl body type. What I love about it is how she, like, pads her tail to just give her a giant booty. Like, yeah. <laughs> not an It's <laughs> <not laughs> but... a great butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, I think one of the things I love about it, too, is how accessible it is. Because, like, in, when you get into the real letters section, you'll see, like, these kids, like, little kids reading it and, like, you know, there was this picture of a kid in a hospital, like piled up with squirrel girl merch and reading the book and all smiling. And it was like it's like this is what like this is perfect. Like there's literally something for every demographic yeah. in this comic. You get yeah. the nerd deep cuts, you get you get um things for kids who can like just appreciate it. It's it's wonderful.
1: Yeah. After like reading every issue and buying like all the volumes for myself. I I gave them well I didn't give them because they're mine but uh, I lended them to my niece and then she started reading it and she read the whole thing in like a week or two so that's something we bonded over and then we went to like the Toronto Comic Arts Festival and we even met Ryan North we met Erica Henderson uh, and they like signed and signed our issues and they even drew like Erica drew like a squirrel girl inside up for us. So, yeah, exactly to your point. There's something for, like, everyone. Me and my niece bonded over it. Even though those comics are mine, she can't touch them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And she even, even for my birth, just my birthday that just passed, she drew me herself. I don't know why herself, but it's nice that she, like, sees herself as, like, these heroes. As, like, in a Squirrel Girl costume. Uh, yeah, and then on the side, in, like, this, like, stylized font, Who Runs the World? Because one of the issues is called Who Runs the World? Squirrels
3: nice
2: yeah. amazing <laughs> i love also like all the volumes have these delightful puns to them as well like they're one yeah. they all have these great puns yeah yeah um I mean, and
0: that's one thing that runs through like everything it's great wordplay um like just s- silly little things like the club club in yeah. the no. club <laughs> episode <laughs> i'm like oh if you're not looking you, you'll you just miss it and it's like you know people who like are or, a or, uh, uh, group for people who like long blunt instrument combat
1: a.k.a. Club, club. club, club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know it to... it kind of reminds me of like um, like in terms of like the tone it's like the comic book version superhero version of like Parks and Recreation to me yeah,
3: okay, yeah like very much so true
1: because yes. of like just how positive it is and like Parks and Rec also reminds me of The Simpsons but like more Parks and Rec because like there's even Parks and Rec you're always seeing like the psych eggs in the background all this stuff the positivity None of the characters are. There's a bunch of jokes in every co- issue, every episode of Parks and Rec, but none of the characters are treated except in Parks and Rec, Jerry. But none of the characters are like treated like punchlines. They're honored. Yeah. They're like treated as like human beings with like problems.
0: And I mean, even that's the thing going and going through this. Like even you know, Whiplash, I think, is the only unredeemed villain. And I have to say, the last page of that issue was so hilarious. He's just like, I gotta go to the washroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you like just a perfect little tag to the issue. I
1: yeah. I gotta go to the bathroom.
2: Yeah. It's so good. I Yeah, I agree. I'd say like, it's definitely got that Parks and Rec thing. And then I'd say the one thing it has from Simpsons is like, when you're talking about Club Club, just how like, it makes sure the background is also like chock full of jokes.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
2: with like, yeah. like every sign is funny. Every... Yeah.
3: Exactly. Like, I, like, I had no idea I needed to see Captain America wear a shirt that says Totalitarianism is totalitarian great until
0: I read that <laughs> issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing too, it's like there's all these like amazing Easter eggs. Like at one point she's in her dorm and she's got a speedball poster up and it's autographed by Speedball and and just on the wall. And it's like like who even knows who Speedball is anymore? like even back you know when this came out, but it's like like and it's not just superhero stuff. Like Lactus's computer is a Commodore sixty four, yeah, just yeah. a giant yeah. Commodore sixty four, and like Lactus is like, oh, Thanos is a tool, <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> just hilarious. just silliness. Yeah, Thanos is a tool, so he's not wrong.
1: And just that, now it's, like, in canon, too, but, like, that joke about, like, oh, uh, like, Galactus is different based on, like, who is looking at him, and then, like, tippy-toe looks at him, and then he's a giant squirrel with, like, the, the forked hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's, like, Doreen's, like, oh, uh, what did he look like to you? Oh, well, he was probably the same as he looked to you. <laughs> yeah, oh, And,
0: and cool. one of the things I, I find about it kind of awesome too is like the level of like it's it's like musical comedy a lot of people can do comedy a lot of people can do music very few people can do both well and this is one of those cases where it's like you know comedic comic books like people can do comedy people can do comic books few people can do both well and it's like that fifth issue that anthology style one like it ends on a peanuts comic strip (laughs) like it's just like literally every very epically different styles from strip to strip to strip and they all feel genuine um like that that like captain america silver age kind of vibe with the captain america one And, and and just like the the at one point she even has pouches in like little pouches when it's like the 90s era, kind yeah. of like playing with it. It's like it can't be the we 90s do. without pouches.
1: Too many pouches, yeah. yeah.
2: I love, yeah, and I love, I also really, really love her, uh, like I guess kind of friendship with Iron Man, like begrudging friendship on Iron Man's side, but like, like how it's like oh, someone and I think I know who took my like equipment and like messed up my thing. And she's like, oh, don't worry, totally, it'll be fine, don't worry, this is for the good.
1: (laughs) Me and Tony are like this, he'll understand. (laughs) Squirrel Girl should have been Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Yeah. He
3: has a much better theme song, so I totally agree with that. Actually,
0: I, I had that stuck in my head. Because it was like setting it to the Spider Man, like everybody knows that. Yeah, even
1: margin, like oh, now you have the Spider Man theme song stuck in your head for the rest of the issue. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. and and it's like it—it's fun. A lot of comics are now about like the deconstructing the universe, and this kind of does that, but in a way that's not like pretentious and annoying. Sort of like the the Galactus Herald thing. Where Galactus is like, yeah, that was that was just a dumb move, you know. Having somebody oh, uh, having somebody show up on our on the planet beforehand and let like all the superheroes know that I'm coming, and then it, and it had like the the cuts to like the picture of the Fantastic Four and Galactus in like period appropriate you know style. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it, it's it's a really smart comic at the same time. like like you like you look at like mad magazine parodies and stuff like that where it's just dumb like gross out humor but this isn't like that at all yeah
2: and it's yeah it's very uh it's also just like it's so refreshing i find just like how upbeat it is within because like i mean a lot of you know uh yeah like a lot of other stuff which you know i love but like will be just like so like dark and gritty when you look at like how like Daredevil is and like a lot of Spider-Man and so on and like Squirrel Girl is like I'm trying to balance classes while fighting Galactus and stuff like that and just keeping a positive attitude through it all yeah
1: yeah. and on that point her like her like it's never like dark or like gritty like Daredevil and like all the trauma like he's going through but her problems never feel like less real or like less serious than like Spider Man or like Daredevil. Obviously, someone's not gonna like die and like become like a porn star like Karen does in like Daredevil in some issues way back (laughs) because that does not fit the Squirrel Girl mythos at all. But like, she still has like everything she needs to balance. She just puts a smile on her face while doing it, and it's like a genuine smile. Like, she's not trying to hide some like deep dark past, like, she's just trying to get through the day.
2: Yeah. It's like she's done like a lot of work for, on herself. She's like done the therapy. She's really like found, like you know, done the meditation and level got her level head at like you know by the time she's like still a teenager, and yeah. like really got the right mindset for everything. You're right.
1: She's daredevil of daredevil went to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at a church. <laughs>
0: um. So uh, why don't we? Uh, we're getting closer to the end. Why don't we go around and like just each mention our favorite thing from that so so dan why don't we start with you what is your favorite
2: part of this run that, oh wow in? uh very hard to decide but i mean i just love it like when i mean i think laney mentioned it too sorry just as a heads up a three-year-old might be coming in to visit <laughs> oh good job milo you oh, finished yeah. your yeah <laughs> so uh spoiler alert my son milo has joined me but i will say so squirrel girl doing uh when she like breaks in to get iron man's suit and the way she's talking to iron man uh or like when she's talking to iron man's like bots basically i just thought that was so funny this is a microphone my <laughs> <laughs> um so uh yeah i just thought that was so cool like laney said when he, she's like don't worry iron man will totally be fine i can like she'll like this will be great don't worry it's all fine and just like that sort of attitude yeah. i just thought it was uh really great
0: Laney, <laughs> L- what are, what's your favorite bit
3: Ooh, um we mentioned so much already but I have to give a nod to the squirrel suit that saved the bank robbery like a like, yes. uh, full of body <laughs> of just nothing but squirrels like the strong
0: silent type, I like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the like yeah, the police chief com- like commendation afterwards, like it's just everything. Yeah. So that would probably be my favorite part.
1: Sebastian. Ooh. This is so hard. I love so much of even reading it. I was like, how do I pick one thing? Um uh, well, I guess my favorite thing, uh well, one of them because it's gonna change as soon as this episode is done but it's not even necessarily an issue one through five but like these like inspir well it is but like these inspirational like monologues she gives like throughout the run like the one she gives to like craven being like "Oh, like helping him rediscover his purpose she even makes this is closer to like in like volume two but like when the the squirrel god like uh like the trickster squirrel god like takes over and makes everyone like envious and everyone starts fighting she goes on this i even like have my phone on that panel she goes on this monologue about like envy and like it's all about yourself it's telling your mind it's your mind telling you exactly what you want and what you want is self-knowledge so you don't have to be like envious of everyone else uh like stuff like that like and just like her like connecting to people and like getting to the core of what's the issue i think that's my favorite thing the heartwarming aspect of it
3: yeah, and Gee, we just yeah. actually just had an issue of uh, Craven's Last Hunt, so it was kind of cool to see like the selfie <laughs> of Craven in this. Yeah,
2: yeah I was yeah. thinking that. I was like, this is a much different way to treat Craven than. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> if, if Peter just chilled, if yeah. Peter
0: just found some <laughs> yeah.
2: chill. If Peter. he's
0: quippy, he's quippy, he's fun, but he's kind of just up his own nonsense a lot.
1: Yeah. Of the time. He has to be the funny guy. Yeah. Just be a guy, Peter. Just connect. <laughs> <laughs> you be you connect with people there's no green goblin he's just norman then (laughs) (laughs) he's
0: your friend's dad
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah. not the Uh, guy who killed gwen stacy um i
0: i think for me it's the plethora of little joys throughout every panel um, like if from, you know, like a chibi Galactus in the end of the one episode on the on the on the card, um, his password being I ate planets and then just like a run of different silly pun as a former IT person that spoke to me on multiple <laughs> levels, um, And you know, like a squirrel crawling into Whiplash's mouth just to gross them out it's just like the little ridiculous joys that we constantly get on every page on every page and it's it's just i love it I lo- that's 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 what i find yeah. so awesome about it
1: i can imagine people like hardcore comic book fans who like grew up with spider-man and all these like dark spider-man or like daredevil stories will like see how they do like craven the hunter and be like uh, that's not how you do craven the hunter i'm like the inverse I started with Squirrel Girl, so I'm like, "Oh, this is this is Craven to me." So if yeah. I read Craven's last time, I'd be like, "Who the hell is writing this garbage?"
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is disgusting.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's dead. Dead. And it, the, one of the amazing things too is like, there's that panel where you just see Craven's eyes get like big and watery and blue, like in an anime kind of thing, where you see the, the Giganto card, and it's heartwarming. Yeah like it's just like oh just he just needed a little bit of love yeah. <laughs> it's like just wonderful it's
2: wonderful it, it also reminds me sorry just when you mentioned that is i don't know if you've ever watched the cartoon steven universe but like that's also like a cartoon where like a lot of it is like the superhero stuff but it's so much of it is based off of love and connection yeah okay sorry i've got my own superhero mission to get some food i'll be right back my, <laughs> <Milo> needs <food. laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, yeah, um, so that was Squirrel Girl, Sebastian. If people wanted to find out when, when your shows are coming up or follow you online, where can they where can they find you?
1: Uh, they can find me on my Instagram and TikTok, which is at roastmasterbash, bash spelled like b a s h, roastmaster spelled how everyone else spells it. Uh, yeah, I post all my shows there. I post all my clips there. Or if they, I do most of my shows on Comedy Bar, so if they go to the Comedy Bar website, comedybar.ca, you'll find one of my shows there. Uh, Yeah.
2: And I have an album recording coming up. Is there a Roastmaster Bash show? Sorry? Just walk walk up to Comedy Bar and be like, when's Roastmaster Bash's show? Exactly, and they'll
1: be like, like,
0: who? you You got an album taping coming up?
1: Yeah, October 15th, 7 and 9 p.m. The Social Capital Theater.
2: Yeah, excellent, well, that's super that's exciting. Well,
1: the roast battle. Thanks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a Sebastian
1: Album. show it without isn't. a bit of roasting. Yeah.
2: It's so funny. I just want to mention because, like, how delightful and sweethearted Squirrel Girl is, and yet Sebastian's brand as a comedian is just like saying like the darkest, meanest stuff to each other, like on stage.
1: Exactly. I I definitely clocked that. But <laughs> look, roasting <laughs> Dan is about love
2: and okay. grow,
1: if anything is about love and friendship so that's where it gets me
0: yeah and i had to say like squirrel girl would be dangerous in a roast battle she knows all of the buttons to push
1: yeah it'd be a compliment battle she would just win them over with kindness
0: <laughs> unless unless you t- hurt tippy toe and then <laughs> like you're then, then yeah you're in trouble you're out of here. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks very much, everybody. Uh, This has been another episode of Detecting the Marvelous. And uh, Excelsior. You've been listening to Detecting the Marvelous, a Far From Here Productions and ShowbizMonkeys.com co-production. Your producers have been Dan Rosen, Lainey LaRose, and Matt Ardell, Music composed by Glenn Bouchamp, and art by Ben Steamroller. Thanks for listening, and remember, true believers, Excelsior!